Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. I've been running for a few years now and have the privilege of meeting many incredible runners on my travels all across the country. This podcast is intended to share those amazing conversations. This week's guest is Mike Wardian. Mike is an ultra runner and ranges from the mile to 100 miles and beyond. He runs roads, trails, tracks, treadmills, and really anything. Outside of running, he's a father, husband, dog owner, international shipbroker, coach, and much, much more. He races more miles in a year than most people will run. He's able to do it all through his passion and love of the process. He uses his body to explore boundaries, and in this podcast, we talked about what keeps him motivated, what scares him, and why he does it. This is a chat I've been looking forward to for a while, as Mike is truly one of the best ambassadors that our sport has. He cares so much about others and their journey, and I'm excited to share his over the next 45 minutes or so. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back. I am here in beautiful Squaw Valley with Mike Wardian. We're actually sitting outside looking at mountains and trees and snow, and uh, it's beautiful. So thanks uh, thanks for joining today, Mike. Hey, man. It's so good to be here. For sure. So um, do you want to give a little, quick little intro on uh, on who who is Mike Wardian? Yeah, man. I, I can give you the, uh, the quick... Uh... I'm, uh, my name is Michael Wardian. I am a 45-year-old endurance athlete from Arlington, Virginia, based in the United States of America. I run marathons and ultra marathons, all different distances, uh, roads, trails, treadmills, uh, pushing people in strollers, guiding, um, and I love to compete. Um, this year, I've already raced over 1,100 miles, so... Uh, I've been out, um, this is probably the biggest year I've ever had in my life and I've got to do some pretty incredible things. And so I'm out here to do, um, the broken arrow sky races this weekend. So today I did the vertical kilometer, uh, tomorrow I'm doing the 52 K and on Sunday I'll be doing the 26 K. Nice. I feel like this, this weekend was made for you. You just love, you just love racing. You love the people. It's, it's this, this race is you. Yeah, man. It's, it's a great vibe. It's, it's been a race that's kind of been on my list of, uh, places to get to. And I was really fortunate that Ethan and Brendan were able to, um, find a spot for me in, in the different events and, um, already had a really amazing time, uh, out on the trails and, uh, getting to run through some snow and just getting some, uh, fantastic views of the lake as we got up, uh, on the crest of the mountain today. And, uh, you know, kind of hearing the Alpine horn as you're like huffing and puffing, you know, I just got in kind of late last night from sea level. So I'm kind of getting my altitude legs under me and, um, looking forward to the rest of the weekend. Definitely. So I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while now. I've known you for, uh, I don't know, probably five years. Yeah. And what amazes me about you is the fact that you just love running and you just love runners and you just love the running community. And I was talking with someone earlier and 
and uh, they were like, yeah, I saw Mike on the start line and he looked at me and we were chatting like we were old friends and like, <laughs> and, and I hear this literally all the time. It's like, yeah. you just have this knack for remembering things about people, remembering what they're racing, what they're doing. And it means a lot for, for me, for other runners. And, and so first just wanted to start off with, with thanking you for, for how awesome you are for the running community. Oh, thank you. Um, and let's dive into it. Let's, I just want to yeah. hear like, when, when did you realize that, um, you had this this gift to to hurt and just love hurting and love love pushing these boundaries um yeah it's weird i i guess it's uh i guess if uh your listeners don't know like i i wasn't a runner growing up i started my kind of my story is uh like a lot of people's story i was just um just a average uh, athlete and i played well, I guess I I was a Division One athlete. I played uh, lacrosse at Michigan State University. I kind of stopped, you know, as most of us do. You're not going pro in right. in college athletics, and so uh, I wanted to pick up something to uh, stay fit. Um, I was used to working out, and I picked up running and um, decided I wanted to run the Boston Marathon once. Uh, kind of got. Um, a training program and kind of fell in love with like the discipline that goes in uh, that's involved in putting together a training plan and what that involves and how your body feels. And, um, when I did the Boston marathon, uh, I, I first had to qualify at the Marine Corps marathon, got my qualifier, ran Boston, got hooked, and then decided I was going to do all the big marathon majors um, and all the big marathons in the U.S. at that time. So this was in the late 90s, like 1996 was my first marathon. 1997 was my first Boston. And um, I did the Chicago Marathon, the Marine Corps Marathon, the New York City Marathon all in four weeks. Um, four, yeah, four weeks. Uh, and each one I got a little bit faster. And so I kind of knew that I had like this talent for, um, being able to come back pretty quickly because like most people, everyone that I was talking to, especially like as a new runner, you kind of right. listen to conventional everybody. wisdom. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh, you only do one race, maybe two races a year. And like, if you do that many races, you're going to get hurt. And, um, and I just decided like, Hey, I'm going to see what happens for me. Like I'm not, might not do this forever. And I just want to you know, give it a go. And I realized, wow, I'm actually like, I love the way that this feels. I love the, um, crowds. I love like the support from the other runners. I just want to be part of this community as much as I can. And, um, that's kind of when I figured out, like I can withstand a lot of miles. Um, and also the ability to kind of, um, and I think that it's funny, one of, one of my friends and, uh, the, manager for Hoka said like I have a one of my talents is I quickly forget whatever I've done <laughs> and I'm able to move on yeah you know either good or bad right like if I have a good race like right okay that's cool uh and I move to the next thing and if I have a bad race you know that's okay too and uh so I have a, a very short um memory of like what uh I just have done and and so I'm always kind of like looking to the next thing and so um I think that that bodes well for you know being able to you know a lot of people like it's not just the physical abuse that you take but also there's a there's a mental aspect sure. of running as you know and, and i think a lot of uh running is mental and so like 
being able to have that desire to keep pushing and, and to kind of see where those limits are. And I think that I've had that since I was, you know, little, like in different things. Like I, um, I, when I was like seven or eight years old, like I got a Pac-Man game and I decided I wanted to try to beat it. And so I stayed up for like 24 hours <laughs> and like got blisters on my thumbs and <laughs> refused to like go to dinner and like, uh, but eventually it I was got, early ultra training. Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. And like, I, you know, there was, there was like, I guess hints of this, like, um, stubbornness or determination. There's a lot of different words for it, but, um, you know, when I set my mind to something, I usually can, um, come up with a plan of action and then try to try to see if it's possible. And like, sometimes it is, and, uh, a lot of times it works out, but then sometimes, uh, you know, it doesn't. And then you kind of build on that. For sure. One thing you mentioned was um, you have a short memory and and you don't dwell on negatives or, you know, celebrate successes too long. Scott Falvel wrote a piece last year. Um, like if we don't define ourselves by our failures, why do we define ourselves by our success? Yeah. And so like take every race, every training run, every whatever milestone as this is a step. It might be a good step, might be a bad step, um, but it's a step. It's not an end-all, be-all. And I thought it was a, a fascinating, um, fascinating approach or fascinating take. Yeah, I mean, I think he is uh, somebody I kind of admire the way that he um, races, but also like his thought process and on a lot of things. Like uh, he's he's got so much talent, but he also seems like he's really thoughtful about the sport and about uh, his journey through the sport. So that's that's something cool. Definitely. So where does your mind go when you're doing these like super long, super hard efforts? I mean, I, I'm thinking of your your 10 or 11 days running across or running up Israel. Yeah. Um, day five, day eight, <laughs> things are starting to not feel great. Like what what are you thinking in those moments? Oh, man, I was super lucky. Like um, that was one of the things like we were talking about earlier. Like it's been a big year, like. Um, if your listeners don't know, uh, in March of 2019, I ran, uh, 1,019 kilometers, like 631 miles in 10 days, 16 hours. And I don't know, something minutes, uh, across Israel. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there was definitely, I think <laughs> the hardest, one of the hardest days was probably the first day just cause I flew in and then you know, we went right to the, uh, right to a town called a lot, which is on the very, very South of, uh, Israel. I didn't really, I'd been there once before and, uh, seen kind of what the terrain was like, but I got thoroughly my butt whipped that day. <laughs> it's and, like Miami basically. Yeah. It's, it's really hot, but it's also super mountainous. So like the first day I had almost 10,000 feet of elevation gain and I did 50 miles and I was hoping to do like, 60 miles and I was like wow this is <laughs> this is this is not going as planned and um and the second day was a little better and then it's it's so cool how your body if you keep feeding it and you keep giving it uh liquid and uh you take care of yourself like it's amazing what your body's capable of and I think that I just kept trying to remind myself of that and there were definitely days when it got hard and there were days where I just you know didn't didn't have like a pep in my step but most days um, you know, I was pretty driven to try to accomplish this goal. And then uh, I think one of the biggest things for me is I got lucky in that the Israeli running community kind of rallied around the effort and really came out and supported me. And so like having that, um, uh, community around me, uh, kind of helping me, 
uh, not just, uh, physically, but also mentally just having people. And it was cool. Like every 10 kilometers or so, you know, you might have new people jump in. And then I had some guys that came out like three or four times and ran with me. And so like, um, to kind of build those friendships over a long time, uh, running together and in a lot of miles and just a lot of different, um, stimulus is going on. Like, cause you're dealing with like, uh, the cool thing about the Israeli national trail, it's kind of like three separate, um, sections. There's like a desert section, an ocean section, and then a mountain section. And so like you run the way I was doing it was South to North. So you run from the desert to the ocean, to the mountains. And like, as you get closer to the finish line, uh, it gets more populated. So more and more people were able to come out and join. And so like one, you know, some days I'd have like two or three people and other days it'd be like 30 people. So like having that kind of community, um, support was, was incredible because like everyone, uh, feeds off each other. Right. So, like they're feeding off the energy of me doing this like big run, but I'm also feeding off the energy of new people coming. And so, uh, to be able to tap into that was, I think a big, a big help, but there was also times where it's just dark. I mean, you're just, you're just struggling and like nothing's nothing's going the way that you want or uh especially with this like doing an fkt you have to make make sure it's exactly right and like you know we'd make a mistake and go like two or three miles out of the way and then have to go back to a point and like that's that's a part that gets tricky because like you're like oh i could be (laughs) wasted 30 minutes yeah yeah. or well (laughs) or Or hours yeah you wasted like two and a half hours um and you're you know now you're behind and you know, every day is like, oh, this is supposed to be the easy day. And then, you know, it turns into like a 16 or 18 hour day. And so like, those are the types of things that, um, that can wear on you. But, uh, when you sign up to do a big thing, you expect big challenges and and that's what I definitely got. But, um, I think just knowing what your purpose is and then while you're out there. And then a lot of times I just wanted to be grateful. So I was just trying to remind myself, like I wanted to do this. Like I signed up for this. This is something that, you know, I'm taking time away from my family and my job. And, um, you know, a lot of people have sacrificed a lot for me to be here. And like, I got to give a big shout out to Ian Corliss and uh, Zoli Bahari from Canaan running. I mean, those guys, um, and, uh, another guy, Eris, but also like everybody that came out and supported me during that journey. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. And so like, um, you know, it was about me, but then it kind of turned into something else. And I think that was cool. And I think a lot of times when we're running, um, you know, we start out with it, like, I want to do this, but then it becomes like your family becomes involved and your friends become involved. And, um, if you get to a certain level, you start to have like other, you know, relationships with like sponsors and whatnot. And so then, then it, then it becomes a lot uh, I think more impactful. And so that's what I love about running is like, um, you can bring all these people that may not ever have a desire to run a vertical kilometer or 50 K or a hundred miles, but it, it shows them what is possible. And so they can use that in their own lives. I think that's the best. That's the best part. Like everything that you learn in running applies elsewhere too. Like, Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable in running. Get uncomfortable in life. Get uncomfortable in relationships. And you don't grow from staying comfortable, right? You grow from a stress, recovering from the stress, and then improving where you improving what you can handle going forward. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and like for you, I mean, I thought that was so cool when you got your sub three. Like, that was something that you worked so hard for. But like, um, it was something like at one point in your life, you probably thought, oh, that'll never be something. Yeah, that I can totally. Do. But then you put the time and effort in, and you did the work, and you got the result. And I think that's the other thing about running is like it doesn't care where you came from. Right. It doesn't care what color you are, what religion you right. are. You either do the work uh and and a lot of times it's like just being able to do the work like you you have to make sacrifices to do that and that's the same in life i mean every every time you choose to do something that means you're not doing something else and so um you know what you focus on is what what you have success with and so um i think that that's what's so neat about running and also the cool thing about running is it gives you the fitness to do anything else so like you can use that fitness to you know, take your kids to the park and play or, uh, help your mom move furniture right. or, or like, or like move tables and coffee yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or move tables and coffee bars. So like, which is the best place on earth. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So like, it's, um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's one of those, um, sports that is, is very straightforward, but it can get complicated. Um, but if you can try to keep it simple and be consistent, uh, you'll continue to see results. Definitely. So let's talk about balance. You have an amazing wife. You have kids. You have a dog. You have a job. Yep. You run full time as well somehow. <laughs> and, and you have sponsors. And coach. And, and coach. <laughs> and I'm sure you have a dozen other things that, that the public doesn't know about. Um, how, do you, how do you balance all of that? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's uh, that's a that's a really tricky thing, uh, especially for a lot of people. I mean, that's that's one of the things that um, people uh, always always want to know about, and and I think it's just prioritizing what is important to you. And it, I I always uh, go back to the thing that there's always uh, time if you want it to be there, and mm -hmm. so like. I think so many people are like, I don't have time. And I know what they mean because it can get busy and at times it is overwhelming. Um, but if you, um, I call it invisible training. And I think we've talked about this before, but like if you can try to find ways to be efficient, um, there is time. And so like, you know, a lot of times that means you have to wake up early. Um, you know, not many people need you at four o'clock in the morning unless you're like, you know, the doctor or you're, you know, working shift work or something. And so, um, you know, you can get a workout in then. And then I've also like incorporated, and I, I know that you do this too, is like, you know, being efficient with your commuting. Mm -hmm. If you have to go to a job, then, um, you know, using that time where you would be you know, driving or on public transportation, if you can kind of get a run in or a workout like then, that's basically, I consider or that adding like time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get time <laughs> three miles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's basically free time that you're getting back. Um, you know, being, uh, mindful of, uh, where you're spending your time when you're not, um, you know, recovering. And, and one of the things about running is it's like a full time. It's not just the runs, like it's like the eating, the sleeping, uh, which I'm not good at, but I'm trying to get better at, but like, uh, it's a full-time thing. So it's, there's not ever a point in the day where, um, you're not doing something to help your running, but it doesn't have to be like cumbersome is right. like, I think it just becomes part of who you are in your life. And, um, and so like, I'll do like stretches while I brush my teeth and like, uh, while I'm watching TV, I'll like roll or, 
uh, use like the hyper vice or something. Um, and so like just figuring out like, how can I be more efficient? I think, um, is something that works really well for me and then trying to be consistent. I think like consistency is much more important than, you know, having like the killer workout right, once totally. a week. Uh, I'd rather have five workouts that are just, eh, than one workout that's just amazing. Right. All little bricks building into a house. Yes. Yeah. And it, what's crazy is like, it doesn't seem like you're doing a lot until you test yourself. And so that's why I love racing is like, that's the opportunity to really celebrate all those little small um, pieces that you've put together and you get to see the whole puzzle and see where you are. And like, maybe it's, maybe it's where you think you are, but that'll, that'll be an opportunity to really get a chance to, um, scrutinize, like, am I doing as well as I thought I am or, uh, what do I need to work on? And then, you know, maybe you didn't get your goal, but you got closer than you've ever been, or you've done something bigger than you've ever done. And so like, that's, I think the cool thing is we all have the ability to define what success looks like for us and to not let other people define that. What is, what is success for you? It depends. I mean, I think right now, um, I wanted, I wanted to see how it would go, uh, you know, coming from sea level and racing at altitude today. And, um, I wanted to feel good. And so I did, and, uh, I felt comfortable kind of on the snow. I wasn't sure how that was going to feel like, cause there was a lot of snow on the course today. And so like, uh, I, I didn't really have, uh, too big, big of goals, but like the goal for the weekend is try to be one of the first people to to finish all three in like one of the fastest times and see if I can kind of do that. And so that's kind of how I'm defining success this weekend. So I'm not really as concerned, like where I finish in each of the races as much as in the overall, um, over all the races, but then, um, I'm still trying to, it feels weird, but I'm still trying to get my legs back from, um, you know, the, the earlier part of the year. And so like, uh, I want to run a, a fast marathon this fall, and then I, I'm targeting the 50K at the Marine Corps Marathon. Um, so I've I've been on almost every position at Marine Corps Marathon, and I just haven't won it. So I've been like second, third, fourth. So it'd be cool to have the opportunity to win the inaugural 50K at the Marine Corps Marathon. Um, and then I want to do some some cool um, fast fastest known times around the D.C. area. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty lucky that uh, I have a – a lot of opportunities to do neat things. And so that's what I want to do is kind of explore the world and, and see what opportunities are out there. Um, and success for me is like one of the things, like I want to try to see if I can get a Olympic trials standard again. So I've been to three Olympic trials, but it'd be cool to try to go back to a fourth one. And, um, you know, I've been saying that for a while, but you know, I actually got to do the work to get there. And so like, I've done a couple of track workouts, but I haven't done as many track workouts as I need to. And so like, um, so, you know, that's, that's something where, um, you know, I, I want to, I want to give that a good crack here coming up. So what does that look like? How do you change or do you change your approach to training or travel or racing to focus on that? Or is it, is that a part of everything else? Well, it's, it's pretty cool. So like I have a pretty, uh, after this weekend, I have like a, a three or four week period where I don't have anything scheduled. So I'd like to Which get is a long time for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've already raced, like we were talking about over 1100 miles. So like almost every weekend I've been doing something. And so, uh, to not have anything kind of on the books until the San Francisco marathon at the end of July is, is really inviting. So I'm hoping to do, um, 
uh, a couple FKTs around the DC area. And then also, um, I'd like to do a hundred miler in the DC area. Um, but also to do some big weeks, uh, and just kind of get a lot of fitness going into, um, August and September, and then try to pop off a, a really fast marathon. And so for me, that means doing some, uh, like I've had the most success getting fast by doing, uh, speed work. Um, so that's usually around 10, 10 kilometers or so on the track, uh, tempo runs, um, uh, some hill workouts. So usually it's like tempo runs on, I'm sorry, track on Tuesday, uh, hills on Wednesday, tempos on Thursday. Uh, that's, that's I, in the same week in the same week. Yeah. And then, uh, easier day on Friday and then a race or a longer run on Saturday and Sunday. And so like, for me, that that's usually been a good recipe like that. That's also like, I know what that looks like and that's, that's going to be hard. Uh, and I also, am like, oh, maybe I can just run a marathon a day all next week. And so like that, that looks interesting too. And then kind of work the speed work into that. Um, wait, a marathon a day for a week. Yeah. Just like you've done in the past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I just know that's a good way to get some fitness. Um, and so like, and it, and it's going to be fun, I think. So just to kind of go out and do that. Just like an easy marathon or throw throw some speed work in there? <laughs> I think maybe some easy ones and then some with some speed work um, and just kind of kickstart the, get some big miles in. Yeah. You know, that'll be like 183 miles or something for the week. And um, I've just, I've, I've been feeling like a little bit off since Israel and like just trying to get my, my rhythm back. And so like to feel, um, to feel that coming back and just to, to get out there and, and put some big miles in, I think will be good for me. Definitely. So, um, I think an important distinction to make here, and I was talking about this with Hayden yesterday. Um, you guys have been running for, in his case, 13 years and your case, you know, 20 plus, <laughs> yeah. and it's taken a long time to get to, oh, yeah. to, to where you're at. So do you want to talk a little bit about the progression from like your first marathon? And then I guess you ran, you know, a half dozen in, in the next yeah. year, but, um, and then, to be able to run at the volume you're at now. Cause I think a lot of people yeah. see what you're doing and they're like, Oh, that's cool. Like I want to do it too. And it's important to, to note that like, this is 20 years of work that you've put in that allows you to do these things. Well, yeah. And especially if they like, they were looking at my Strava or something, they're like, Oh, he's only been doing like 60 or 70 mile weeks. Right. And he's going to go and add like a hundred, 120 of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but like, that's the nice thing about like, yeah, like you said, I started, I started probably running um, seriously in 1994 or 1995, and I was doing maybe 50 miles a week, and I did that until around 2000. So okay, so that's like six years five of, or six of years. base training. Yeah, just like you know, and I wasn't really doing any like speed work until 1997. So I did like basically three years of just running, and then. I started doing speed work and then I built up from there to doing uh 10k on the track in the mid 90s and I was doing 100 mile weeks from like 2001 until 2012. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot that's, of miles. That's some base. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a good base <laughs> and then I got hurt um and so then in 2012, I had five stress fractures of my pelvis and five hernias, um, and I had to take four months off from running. And, um, that was, I think 
it was the volume, but uh, I also think it was like we were, our youngest son Grant has epilepsy. And so we were kind of dealing with like what that looks like for us and, um, you know, not, not sleeping even less than we were before, uh, before that. And so, um, so since then I've been really mindful of like, if I get over a hundred miles, that's great. But before that I would always get triple digits. And so, um, you know, I've had really good success, like navigating that return from injury and, um, you know, it's been seven, seven years with no issues. Uh, and so like, that's, that's something I'm really mindful of is, is trying to, uh, increase gradually. Um, so yeah, I, I want to do some big miles, but if my body starts to feel off, I'm going to actually, you know, slow down and, and kind of respect that. Definitely. What are you scared of? Um, I guess I think that's a good question. I mean, I think as an athlete, um, you're always scared that you're not going to be the athlete that you used to be. I mean, I think that that's something, you know, I'm 45. So like, um, I think that the cool thing is that I still do things that excite me and interest me. And so like, um, and I think that other people find, uh, interesting and exciting. And so like, I think what I would be scared of is like not being able to do what I love to do. Um, and so like, you know, you always get those people like, Oh, you know, running so bad for your knees, what will you do? And I think like, as long as I could do something, I think like I would be happy. I know when I got hurt, like I started cycling a lot and hiking a lot. And so like, there's always something that you can do. And, and I basically found something that, um, would occupy my time. Um, and I think, you know, I think one of the things I'm scared of is like not being able to use my body the way that I want. Like, you know, if I was like trapped in my body and I couldn't, I couldn't move, uh, I think that would be really scary. I think, uh, not having my family would be super scary. Like I, I try to bring them as much as I can to these events. Like, I think one of the things we're like most proud of is our kids have been to like 20 countries and they're like 12 and 10. And so like having them part of this journey and, um, is important, but like, I'm scared, like they're going to be like, ah, we don't really want to go anymore. So like, that's, that's one of the things like that, you know, keeps me up at night. And then, um, of course, you know, injuries are part of the game. So like, I'm not as scared of like getting injured. I'm just, I think one of the things that I could, I've thought about is like, if I ever lose my love for it, would I do it just because, you know, this is like my identity and like, that's kind of scary. Right. Is like, I don't want to do something that I don't want to do. And like, I don't think that would ever happen, but I want to like, I want to be honest with myself if that does happen that like, okay, like I'll go find and do, do something else. But that is kind of scary is like, um, like if you're, I feel like if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, like then that, that wouldn't be good. And that's kind of scary is like, are, am I doing it like just to feed my ego or like, um, or is this something that, that I still care about? And I know like I still care about it and I love it. And I want to share that with people, uh, out on the trails and roads. And like, I don't, I don't want to ever limit myself to like one type of surface, I guess, or, or event or something like that. And so like, if I ever, I guess I'm, I guess it would be scary or it is scary. Like to think like, I see people fall out of love with running and like, I don't know how that happens. Cause right. it's like not even like, 
You don't usually see it. Yeah, well, Com- no, you don't I see do. it coming. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I wonder if like, did they see it coming? Right. And then like, am I falling into that pattern? Like. So what are the what are some of the things you do that keep you loving it? I think the thing that well, I mean, for me, like I love to race, and like I love to race all different kinds of events. So like I could see like if I only raced marathons, like maybe that wouldn't be as exciting, but like racing on trails and uphill races and like, I like sucking at stuff too. Like, so like I did some Spartan races this year and like, um, and I've been doing like more like workout type stuff. And so like, I think if you ever, I think if you ever get so confident, like, Oh, that I, I only want to do things that I'm good at. Like, I think that that's kind of a trap. Um, so I like to do things that I'm maybe not, not like oh he's definitely gonna win that you yep. know or or oh that's like something that you know he's he's not that's not his forte but like those are the kind of things that excite me is like well maybe it's not now but it could be or um so i like to mix it up and keep it fresh and um say i think one of the things i like to do is say yes to as many things as possible like <laughs> i remember we were sitting in a cab at like new york city marathon like 2015 yeah and you were asking me about my schedule and you were like man you have the same problem that i have you can't say no to anything <laughs> yeah. yeah man i mean and i don't think that that's like necessarily a bad thing like I, I, because who knows i mean like you could get hit by a bus tomorrow yeah or, I mean, or something can happen, like, that causes you to have to shift your focus. And, I mean, we only get a chance to do this for a certain amount of time. And um, I've been fortunate that I've got to do it a lot longer than I ever thought I would. And I never expected to be a professional runner. And uh, I feel really privileged that I'm in this position and uh, fortunate. And so, like, I want to make sure that I use that gift as much as I can. Definitely. So, the... The goal of this podcast is to explore the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. And I feel like you're the epitome of like running long, strong, and motivated. So like, what's, what's your why? Why do you, why do you do it? I think at first, and and I think it's still like one of my guiding principles is like, just to see if I can, like every time I step to the line, like you always have that moment of doubt where you're like, am I the person that I think I am? Am I able to do this? Um, and I love that feeling like, because no matter how many times you've, you've stepped to the line or, uh, you've put yourself in a hard position. Um, you never know if it's going to go the way you expect. And most of the time it doesn't. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, However you draw it up and like, you can do all the visualization stuff and you can, you know, picture yourself, you know, arms raised coming across the line. And yeah, sometimes that happens, but other times you're stumbling and like puking. Yeah. And you're just not where you want to be. And so like, I think that that unknown and, uh, but like the, the also excitement of the unknown um, captures my spirit and really drives me to do these things and just to see if it's possible. And then if it's possible for me, then I know it's possible for other people. And so I hope that like what I do shows people that he's this dude's got a lot of the same things I do. He's got a family, he's got a job, he's got uh you know, he lives at sea level, like uh he's you know doing the best he can 
and you can still do these things, like maybe I can do more than I think I can. And so like, I think that, you know, there's the thing about, you know, seeing if I can do it. Um, but it knowing like, if I can do it, that means other people can do it. And so like, I hope that what I'm doing, uh, resonates with people and that they can see like, man, I might not do that, but I can do something. And like, whatever that is, like, I think that's cool. And so I hope that, that what, um, what they see in me, they can take a little of that and apply it to themselves. And so that's some of the why. Uh, and then also I love the competition. Like, I love that fact that together, like you and I in the same race, like, like we're, trying to kill each other like to to get to the finish before the other guy but you're making me better and i'm making you better and so it's like that what is it like iron sharpens iron Iron sharpens iron yeah or something like that but like that that experience of like shared purpose like um is something that is 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 a big driver for me definitely um yeah, it's interesting you make that comment. I was talking with Hayden Hawks yesterday about his race with Zach Miller oh, yeah. at um, North Face, California a few years ago. And he's like, dude, when you when you step on that line and you know that the people next to you are ready to throw down, like we're all just better because of it. Yeah. And you could be at the front of the pack, you could be at the back of the pack, or you could be at in the middle or anywhere around and you look left and right and there's someone that's going to push you to be better yeah. no matter no matter how fast or slow you're going yeah. and i think that's awesome i do too and I, and i think that it's i think people that are um in different spots within the race like maybe don't think that what they're doing is is powerful but it is like i mean those people are inspiring me like to know that they're out there doing the same course under the same conditions like that's that's something that I I don't take for granted that that um that my race is any different than theirs. Like, okay, yeah, I might get there faster or I might get there slower. Like, you know, I I I I just think like together we can do more than we can apart and like that's what I think is the great thing about putting yourself out there. And also it's an opportunity to kind of learn where you are. Definitely. Um so one of the things you mentioned about running and and the journey you've had is is bringing sponsors and partners along for the ride. Um, what's it like, sort of navigating those waters or obligations, and also not overextending yourself? Or yeah. um, you know, you have to rest. Like you can't you can't be walking around you know all over Boston or all over New York or Chicago or Tahoe or whatever and expect that you know, you can just like that, like be, be perfect. So how do you, how do you balance like what people are asking of you? Cause there are plenty of people <laughs> asking lots of things from you. Um, with, with I usually just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think balance is tough. I, I mean, I think that's one of the things as an athlete, especially if you're, uh, an athlete that has partners, like I want to make sure that it's a mutually beneficial relationship and that, uh, I help promote those people that promote me and support me and allow me to do these things. Like I don't take any of those, uh, relationships for granted. And And you have a lot of those too. Yeah. And I'm lucky that I have a lot of partnerships and, um, and I think that that's one of the things that, um, 
you know, as an athlete, it's, it's part of the, the contract that we've made is like, I want to do as much for those sponsors. And the cool thing is like all the sponsors that I work with, I really like believe in their product right. and I believe in the people and I like the people and I, I want to work with them on, uh, what they're doing. And so like, it's easy to say yes to your friends basically. Right. Um, and so, you know, sometimes that means like, yeah, you know, at Boston, I'm doing something for like the entire weekend, <laughs> right. like 18 hours a day, 20 yeah. hours a day. And like, that's just part of the deal. And I think like at some races, like the easiest part of the thing is the just race. showing up and running. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody needs anything for you, but like, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And like those chances to interact with people, like I get the same goosebumps when, you know, I meet somebody that, um, maybe some people get when they meet me. And so like, I wouldn't want to not have those opportunities to kind of connect with people and, uh, especially if I can help them, um, find a great product or a service or something that maybe they didn't know about that I was lucky enough to be contacted about. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's great. I mean, I know you and I connected through inside tracker and I mean, that's something like, I think people could really benefit from. And it's something that, um, you know, I probably wouldn't have done had you not reached out just because it's, um, it's something like where it's like, well, how do you, how do I know? But like now that I've been able to do it, I think other people would benefit from it too. And it's the same with like, I really believe in like Hoka's and in Gingy and Comfort Sport and like, you know, kind of all the, all the stuff that I, that I have. And so like, I want to share that. Like, it's just like when you find something cool and you tell your friend, right. like I'm like my brother, and I talk share, about, yeah. yeah, it's like, I want to be able to you know, make sure that other people know about it and maybe they don't like it as much as I do, but at least they've like, know it exists. Like, I think that's cool. Definitely. And it's fun. Like, I know we've talked about Insta Tracker in the past and, and every so often I'll share with you that, um, you know, so-and-so has signed, I don't use their name obviously, but like <laughs> somebody signed up and they learned this. And I think it's so cool that like you share that same passion that we have as yeah. a way to like understand like what, what should that athlete do or a shoe that the athlete should use or a gel or a fuel or right. a pack or something like that. And you right. get that joy of like helping them find something new or helpful. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's like, we just had the talk with goo, like, I don't know, 45 minutes ago. And like, just like, I, I, I made so many mistakes over the, <laughs> the, you know, 24 years that I've been running or whatever. It's like, if I can help somebody not have to have that right. bad experience or like have, you know, skip a lot of the bad things that I've done. Like I love, I wish somebody would have done that for me. Yeah. Like, especially like there's so many things now that we can talk about, uh, more comfortably than when I first started. And like the information is out there in such a much more democratic way. Like you don't have to like buy a book or right. like, and there's so much stuff that just is available for free if if you're interested and you want to know. And so, like, if I can help guide somebody along a path and, like, maybe it doesn't work out for them, but at least they know that it's there and that they have the opportunity to try it for themselves. And, you know, if I can save them, you know, from making the same mistakes I made, that's great. Definitely. So shifting gears a little bit, um, do you do any mental training? I do. Well, I mean, I I do some meditation. I know um, a lot of people do more than me. I've, I've done like headspace and stuff like that. Um, I feel like a lot of times during my runs, I'm pretty meditative and thoughtful uh, about like what I'm doing and why and uh, where I'm placing my feet. Uh, and that just kind of 
transitions into like this flow state almost. Um, and I do a lot of visualization, like how it's going to feel, like what I'm going to do when this happens or that happens, but I don't have a practice or anything like that. Got it. Who are some of your role models in the sport over the last handful of years? Oh man. Uh, that's a great question. I mean, I've had, I've been lucky. I've seen so many people that I admired, like, uh, maybe move on and transition. So like, uh, one of the dudes was Ryan Hall. Like it's lucky that I've become friends with him now, but he was always somebody that I really loved the way that he raced when he was like in top form. Like he would always just take it out and just kind of race. Um, Meb is another marathoner that I really admire. Uh, Shalane Flanagan, I think is really cool. Desi Linden, I think is awesome. I think, um, there's a woman named Lizzie Hawker from the UK who has been somebody that I've always looked up to. Uh, there was a woman named Cammie Semick. She was um, one of my teammates. Uh, North Face, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was like, I think, super baller. Uh, there's a guy named Jonas Bood, who's a Swedish guy. Uh, I always loved the way he raced. Like he was kind of an inspiration to me. Like we had some good battles back and forth. Usually he would win, but like, um, there's, uh, there's a guy that I used to race when I first was coming up, uh, a guy named, uh, Philippe Raleigh. Like he was like a local guy and we would always have like these really good battles, but he's still kind of going at it. Um, a guy named Keith Dowling, who um, was a really big marathoner back in the day. Um, actually, my agent now is Josh Cox. Like mm-hmm. he was somebody that I thought was really uh, a great runner. And yeah, it's that, amazing the the running background that he has, and now the yeah the, what he does in the sport as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's you know, a bunch of guys on the Northern Arizona elite team. Uh, Stephanie Bruce, I think, is really cool. Um, we have like so many people like. Obviously, like, Jim Wamsley, like, he's somebody that, you know, is, is easy to, you know, look up to. Uh, and, and just the way that he races. Killian, I think, is really cool. Uh, Francois Dane. Uh, do you think Jim is um, – do you think people think the wrong thing about him? Because a lot of people think he's cocky or whatever. I think he's just so confident that it, it comes out. I love his approach. I think I think the I think his approach he's just like he's just like you. Like I'm gonna show up, figure out what happens. But uh and like you, he's confident and he'll show up and and if he has a great day, he has a great day. If he blows up, he blows up. I think that approach is just amazing. Uh yeah, I mean I think that it's it's interesting. Like he's he does the work, man. So like that's I think the cool thing is like you can really see it like shine through. Like I was getting ready with him before the, we had the Hoka Hoka, Hoka One One Carbon X, um, uh, launch and, and Project X, um, a couple months, uh, it was like a month and a half ago or so. And like, just seeing his preparation and like knowing what he puts into it. And like, I wouldn't say it's cocky. He's just like, he's done the work. Like yeah. he knows where he is. And so like, I think that's kind of cool is like to be like, I've been there too. Like I know, like I know, like if you're in the sport long enough, like, you know, when you're fit and right. like when you're ready and like, yes, yeah, that's happens. just the best when you're yeah. just like when things are rolling and you're yeah. just, and like, that's, it's, it's really when you're, you know, like before you did your sub three, like you probably were like, I know this is going to happen yeah. today. And like, I think a lot of that, um, you know, can be 
read differently, but mm-hmm. like it's 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 cool to see. Like I you know, another guy's like Zach Miller who's yeah. a uh, Nathan athlete uh teammate of mine. Like I like the way like it's funny, like because sometimes those guys, you're just like, dude, you're either gonna you know, have the best day, or you're explode, just gonna, you're like, you're you might gonna, die. Yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna be like, you're gonna flame out. But like, I mean, yeah, why not? Like, why not see what happens? And like, if it doesn't happen, like, you know, there's another guy like Khalid, um, Khalid Kanuchi was way back in the day, but uh, Yuki, uh, mm-hmm. he won the Boston Marathon, not this year, but the year before. Like, he's one of my role models. Like, he's like. He's Probably. on what, like thirty marathons this year? Yeah, and he like runs them all like super hard, and like he just is just a, a baller. And like I love the way that guy just kind of rolls, and he just doesn't like he he's bucked like. And for for like someone like me to do it, like that's one thing. But like our culture is a little bit more uh, accommodating of that. But like to do that in the Japanese culture um, is maybe a little bit harder especially in the system that they have for athletes and so like to have that kind of um self-awareness and also like um ability to kind of uh shine your own path or or, like choose your own path like i think is is really inspiring cool where do you think you'll be in five to ten years man i it's weird i i actually have asked myself that question and i was hoping to answer that question (laughs) as i uh as I ran across Israel and then it just became like a matter of survival. I was like, Oh man, I'm going to have all the answers in the universe. And then it was like, I just need food. Like just feed me. Uh, the food there though is so good. Uh, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't even want to think about it because it's like so, so sad that I can't get hummus like that. Uh, or just like, yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it's fresh and delicious. Um, I mean, I, I think for me, I'd like to continue to do, um, big projects. I'd like to move to do some bigger projects. Like want to, I want to run across the country. Like that's a big goal of mine. Uh, I've, I've been toying around with like kind of rowing across the ocean, even though I don't really know how to do that. Like, um, I want to run on all the continents. So like run across all the continents. I want to run in space. Like I want to uh, still run fast marathons. I, I think in five years, my kids will be old enough that it'd be fun to do some, uh, events with them if they want to kind of explore that Avenue. Um, I definitely want to keep finding new things, uh, exciting things. Like I want to grow the sport. I want to get more people into it. Um, I want to do more for charities. Like I'm doing a thing, uh, at hood to coast relay this year for, uh, team world vision. Um, so I'd like to do more of those type of things where I can give back to the community. I'd like to you know, put on some events, um, do some running with people on trails. Like I want to do some like experiences where people come to DC and like get a chance to run with me or, uh, with people I know and kind of show them the trails. Like, cause people like a camp. Yeah. Like, uh, like a camp, but also like just if people are in town for yeah. like vacation and they're like, ah, oh, I don't want to just run on the mall. Like, right. where can I go? Like, I, I think that would be cool is to like, um, show people like, oh wow, we do have some pretty sweet trails. And like, there's a lot of opportunity to kind of get off the beaten path. And like, um, so those type of things. And then I want to travel even more than I am now. Like, I, I travel all the time. Uh, so you just renewed your passport. <laughs> oh my God. It's so sad to be without it. Oh my God. It's so scary. 
um yeah i mean all of my pages are full almost and so like i needed to get a new one anyhow and i already <laughs> expanded it once yeah um but yeah i, I want to continue to travel and and see new places and have new experiences and hopefully bring the the um, joy of running to even more people and i think those experiences like transition like culture and and religion and all that kind of stuff and so like to be able to share that with people i think hopefully i can continue to do that and um and then it'd be full it'd be cool and to continue to like you know try to <laughs> try to win races like i mean there's a guy named marco omo that you know won races in his 60s and like uh i always look at those guys like ed whitlock and like um gene dykes and stuff and i'm like dude i want to be those guys like still break 80 three. years old yeah. and breaking tape <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so like um you know i definitely don't see myself slowing down and maybe even getting like some of these bigger adventures under my belt and um doing some journey runs and like the appalachian trail and some like big bucket list stuff that i haven't done yet that that i've always wanted to do and maybe like all three of the trails in the same year like the pct the continental and uh, the Appalachian trail and like, so yeah, there's a lot to do and, and I'm still working. So like trying to navigate, like <laughs> you must that. have the best boss and wife ever. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it's lucky now it's like my, he's my partner. So my partner and myself, so yeah. like, you know, it's, 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 we do, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great situation and, uh, yeah, my, I, I want to stay married too. <laughs> so like, uh, to try to balance that and make sure that, you know, I'm being mindful. Like I want to be a good dad too. And so like to do all these things, like it's, it's, you know, you have to, you have to be mindful of that. And I want to really, um, foster, uh, my kid's passion for things too. So like they're really into, uh, gaming right now. And so like, I'm trying to, you know, take them to tournaments and, and show them what that lifestyle looks like. And so like making sure that, you know, I honor my obligations. Definitely. Mike, this was awesome. Where can we find you on uh, on social? Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm on quite a few of the platforms. So I'm at Mike Wardian, and that's M I K E W A R D like dog, I A N like Nancy on Instagram and Twitter, and then I'm at uh, Michael Wardian on Facebook, and that's just like an athlete page. And then I'm on LinkedIn and it's just Michael Wardian there and I'm trying to think, I think Strava, Strava. Yeah. Also on Strava. So yeah, if you want to see if I actually end up doing that big week uh, or big weeks coming up, <laughs> um, you can follow me there. Cool. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks a lot, dude. That's it for today's episode. Like many long runs, it's sad when it has to end. I hope you join in next week on for the long run. And in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.